Welcome to Your Inner Child is an Idiot, the podcast where we revisit things from your childhood and see if they were any good. I'm DJ. I'm Damon. What's up? Uh, good. Are you ready? I don't okay. know how to respond this to is, what's up. This is episode one of our two-episode back-to-back volcano-related... It's called a billage. ...released in the same time... I think it's, yeah, Billogy. It's a bi- biology. Biology is what it's called. More like biology because I'm going to throw up. No? Uh, we're going to watch Dante's Peak today, and that'll be... No? Imme- Do we it- not usually clap after you <laughs> announce the movie name? It'll be immediately, I'm putting that in air quotes, yeah. followed Two by weeks our from now. volcano episode. In geologic terms, that is almost That's true. It's a blink of an eye, geologically speaking. Or vulcan- vulcanically speaking. To Hephaestus, it is just a blink of an eye. Just seconds. Um, or babies. Are we going to do any more like this? Um, Are we going to do the Deep Impact Armageddon setup? I feel Are like we going to watch Ants and A Bug's Life? I feel like we gotta. I feel like we gotta. I don't know if those will all be in a row. That's Are we going to watch J-Lo in Selena and my <laughs> fan-made movie, Rowena? <laughs> so this was a period in time when I feel like was the, Pierce Brosnan was in every single movie, right? At this time? You had your golden eyes. You had your... Uh, Mrs. Mrs. Doubtfires. Mm-hmm. You had your Dante's Peak. Mm-hmm. What's that movie uh, with uh, Rene Russo that came later? That's pretty good. Oh, the Thomas Crown Affair. Mm-hmm. Another Jason Santhopoulos, registered trademark, fan favorite. I like I like that movie. I think I don't think I've ever seen it. It's been a long time. <laughs> I think I like that movie. That's if anything. If this ta- podcast has taught me anything, and it hasn't, <laughs> it's that I don't know what I like anymore. But. Uh, do you so remember? Pierce Brosnan's playing Tom Hanks in that, and Rene yes. Russo is playing Julia Roberts. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they've Correct. got a, a, a Vespa that they ride around in? Correct. Mm-hmm. It's called... You're right. It was The Larry Crown Affair. It's called... Thomas Crown. Pretty Little Hanks. <laughs> I like that one. With Nicole Kidman playing Tom Hanks? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Big Little Hanks. <laughs> um, so, was this, pe- was this <laughs> peak... Pierce Brosnan, or was this? Um, in a very uh, a literal before? sense, it was. Yeah, uh, yeah. This is in the. It, this is he's already been declared by the Queen, uh, James <laughs> Bond. I think at yeah. this point. So yeah, it's this is peak Brosnan, and he's got um, post Remington Steel, pre Die Another Day, right? But you know we're we're in that good. Uh, you know we can put our feet up a little bit. He's not. Pierce he's not salt and pepper now yet, though. So I mean, I, no. that, that he's that still got it going on yeah. down there. <laughs> Don't uh, take it wrong. I mean his penis. And he's some sort of superpower geologist in this, right? He's got like perception skills that no other geologist has. Uh, no, I wouldn't say that. He's just the guy who's doing his job right, and mm-hmm. everyone else doesn't want to freak out the town. He's the guy. Uh, he's like in every disaster movie. There's yeah. the guy. I don't think he has like he's the rich preternatural. Of this. Right. Yeah. He's like, hey guys, we got to do the thing because of the volcano. And they're like, I don't know, Greg. Remember that last time you told us about a mm-hmm. volcano and nothing ever happened? Let's not and he's rock like, the boat. Ugh. Right. Yeah. Everyone else is the mayor in Jaws, and he's the Richard Dreyfus character. It's funny because I mean it's a disaster movie, so it's obvious that it's coming. But this stuff does happen in real real life. I want to make a disaster life. movie where it doesn't happen. And the guy turns out to be a fraud. Pierce Brosnan is laughed out of town, and the mountain stands for hundreds of year af- years afterwards. Yeah, I mean, I feel like natural disaster. Don't worry, is- the trailer will still show mass destruction. 
but you get in the theater and it's just two hours of small town politics and a volcanologist telling everyone it's gonna blow and then nothing ever happens yeah and then you know where i'm going you know what i'm doing what are you doing i'm laughing all the way but where to the are you bank. going okay all okay, the way to the bank i always want to probably know. thinking he's probably gonna make about halfway to the bank and he's gonna turn around <laughs> no all the way. I always want to know which way you're laughing. <laughs> <That's> the <one. laughs> to the right, to all the way to the bank, then. Um, Southeasterly, but to the bank, which is where it is. That's the only way, that's the only phrase in which you're laughing in a direction, right? I guess. <laughs> well, you can you laugh in, do you laugh into the wind? Is that a term? No. You spit into the wind. Yeah. Or piss into the wind. Yeah. Um, that, I want to say this. That is a Harry Xanthopoulos favorite turn of phrase. All the way to, yeah. He'll hear a song. Oh, yes. And it's like, he'll hear like Meredith Brooks's bitch. Mm-hmm. And, he'll, and I'll be like, wow, she really turned out to be a nothing burger. And he'll be like, well, you know what she's doing? <laughs> does he always, she's laughing all the way to the bank. Does he always set it up like a quiz? <laughs> <laughs> Not always, but you can always sense it's coming. It's you're kind of like Pierce Brosnan, and my dad is Dante's Peak, and this fucking phrase is the magma hitting your face. That's the it's the uh, and it's just uh, like you can see it coming. And me and my oh, brother gosh. will now once we recognize that it was a trend, like we'll set him up for it. Yeah, we'll be like, well, that movie wasn't very good. And he's like, yeah, well, and me and my brother will just like lock eyes. And he's like, they're laughing all the way to the bank, and it's <laughs> nonsense. Do you think Meredith Brooks would rather laugh, cash her royalty check for bitch, or do you think she would have, like to have a long and storied music career? <laughs> well, and that doesn't really work for for movies because, like, if it, if a movie is right, there, D- Pierce Brosnan isn't getting royalties. <laughs> yeah, like I kind of get that. I guess if Meredith Brooks wrote "Bitch," I guess I don't really know if she did or not. But there was a time. You think it was Diane Warren? Yes. I mean, <laughs> I, who knows. Little known fact, Barry Manilow, if it was uh, when hit. he was writing the State Farm Insurance jingle, it just came to him. If someone wearing Beyonce's perfume walks past the songwriter's room, she gets she gets a royalty credit now. <laughs> you so have I, to mail her a dime. Yeah, I don't know if, uh, if uh, Meredith Brooks had the same deal. Probably not. Uh, back to Dante's Peak. Thank uh, you. So, Linda Hamilton, you said, is the mayor in this? Mm-hmm. Women can be mayors, DJ. No, yeah, you it's, son of a bitch. Yeah, it's not it's not her gender so much as the actress playing her that uh, we'll have to see how uh, that goes. We'll have to see. <laughs> I think they included a few campaign commercials in the, <laughs> in the fucking movie extras <laughs> in case you want to just see her stance on you know what they're going to do with the uh, gym at well, the high you know, school. There's that wastewater scandal in '93. <laughs> I want to see how she handles. How are you going to come back from that, from that Mayor Linda? <laughs> um. Have you have you seen this movie before? I have. I I don't think I've seen it since the theater days. Um, <laughs> I remember, <laughs> like when we went down to the Nickelodeon and we watched Dante's Peak. I remember Bernie. That's what I call Bernadette Peters. Uh, we walked down <laughs> to get a slice. At the, anyway, um, I like I the idea of you and Bernadette Peters hanging out, getting pizza, getting pizza, and watching Dante's Peak. 
I would not be surprised either that a she's super into pizza and would just grab a slice, or that Why she's never Why tasted. A are we pe- going slice on the pizza. assumption that Broadway ingenues? You can't call her an ingenue. That's for young. That's yeah. She was an ingenue at a time, but Broadway stars ingenue. don't like pizza. Is that the assumption you're going on? And I mean, how unusual it would be I'm that s- Bernadette Peters, Bernadette Peters of Animaniacs fame. <laughs> And into the woods, lesser known, um, would not like pizza, and that it would be unusual were she to like an Italian flatbread. Now, if, you had, food, if really. you had actually listened to the words I said, and not just that I mentioned the I've word, I've already decided what I you said. Bernadette Peters, and you went into a blind rage for some reason. <laughs> I said thousands of dollars of equipment destroyed. I would not be surprised if she was just casually, you know, super into pizza, or if a piece of pizza had never touched her lips. Neither one of those would surprise me. Well, I'll tell you what. Bernadette Peters? Come on in! She's laughing all the way to the bank. <laughs> the pizza. Why would she... Even, why the would, pizza bank, TJ. Why would she be here? She's not in this movie. <laughs> She's a super fan. But you know who is? <laughs> Linda Hamilton. Come on in. Um, so, there's gonna be, I assume... Uh, my wife Lauren's favorite thing, which is heroes running away from a natural disaster. That's her point. favorite thing. She likes it when. Are there? Is there a contingent of people who prefer heroes running into a national? No, she likes natural? that. She Not likes a that a disaster. massive disaster of some sort would individually target people. Oh, like when okay, a, I see. When like a like a, an earthquake situation, like where the crack like follows them and they run directly <laughs> away. Yeah, it's like fucking pick a side. It's a crack. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, which, you know, narratively is not a good idea, but right. if you're speaking practically. Um, <laughs> Thanks. So I assume that's going to be in here somewhere. Uh, yeah. Have you seen this since the theater days? Uh, thank you for asking. I have two distinct memories of Dante's speech. <laughs> thank God, because I have nothing. <laughs> uh, one time, me and my friend, Joseph Kim, mm. we went to see a little movie known as The Empire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. It was it being re-released into the theaters in 1997, and we were... ESP. He was a super Star Wars fan. I was a casual, business casual Star Wars <laughs> fan. Yeah. I could wear jeans with a blazer. It's cool. Yeah. Um, it's like Friday. It's fine. <laughs> and uh, we went to see Empire Strikes Back, and wouldn't you know it, sold out. Oh. Now, in those days, we're like 15 years old. We're at the theater now. Yeah, we've been dropped off. That's it. So we bought tickets to the next showing of a movie that we would tolerate, which was, this isn't a surprise, it's Dante's Dante. Peak. Okay, okay, okay. I was waiting for um, the reveal, and you're like, which was written by... It was the 400 Blows. <laughs> And we could sort of hear Dante speak in the next theater over. So that's the end of my story. Very loud movie, Dante speak. <laughs> um, no, uh, we went to see Dante speak, and when you're going to see a space opera, and you end up seeing... A kind of like B-run disaster movie. You're probably not going in with, you know, anticipation yeah. of a great right. experience. And let me tell you, this movie delivered <laughs> on that non-anticipation. Um, I don't know what it's that not, means. It's hard for me. It's hard for me to judge. What I'm trying to say is like it's hard for me to judge if the movie is actually bad or my disappointment at not seeing the movie I wanted to see. Like, like had my sights set on this movie being shit. And I like it carried this reputation with me, and especially a scene that I don't want to ruin, but I will certainly bring up uh, during the latter half of the show. Um, 
Now I, I carry with this like this resentment in me and like between me and Joseph, like Dante's peak was like shorthand for what a piece of shit. <laughs> uh, and um, that continued until I was in college and I took uh, we had to take uh, certain classes qualified as like a quantitative reasoning credit, which was basically like you need to take math classes or if you need a loophole, we'll give you these other classes that okay. aren't really mathy. Right. Mine was geology because I don't care for math. Rocks for Jocks. I was in there with a lot of football players. Is <laughs> it called Rocks for Jocks? That's what we nicknamed it because that's where all the football players who needed to get by a good enough grade to stay on the team would go. <laughs> um, I was in there with my roommate who was a football player but a really smart guy. So sorry, Brandon, that Ooh. you're not included in the Rocks for Jocks. You're a great person. I don't know if you're a great person. I haven't talked to you in years, but look. The point is, stop interrupting me, is that uh, the teacher wanted to watch Dante's Peak, and, nice. I, and I was like, come on, I thought we had missed like the days, like, if teacher yeah. has a hangover, you just cancel class, yeah. we don't have to we're, watch we're college. The Lion King and claim it has something to do with Hamlet, like, come on. <laughs> um, but he wanted to watch Dante's Peak because he thought it was actually fairly accurate. scientifically accurate okay. to how you would gauge if a volcano is about to erupt. Okay. Um, so we did watch Dante's Peak, and I saw it in... Oh, I just realized that story was going to get out of hand. I didn't see it in brand new light, and it wasn't like, oh, this... <laughs> I am so sorry. Your only crime was running against a 20-year-old movie at the time. It helped me, like, maybe take some of the harshness of my original critique yeah. of Dante's Peak off. But it was, again, like watching it in this other light of, like, well, I need to pay attention because I'm being, being graded on right. what I take away from this. So, so for writing that down. <laughs> uh-huh. Lava. Hot. Okay, got it. Equal. Got it sign um so i'm actually curious to watch this completely unfettered from expectation yeah um I, the only thing i know about this is that it came out the same year as volcano so it's that whole right. pairing thing that happened a lot no matter what how bad or good dante's peak is it's i know Vol- that volcano is absolute shit i i recall this one being even if it's not a good movie far superior to, right. to Volcano. Dante's Peak takes place on a mountain that right. exists. <laughs> volcano takes place in Los Angeles where a mountain appears well, and just blows sh- shit to shit. Not all volcanoes are mountains. DJ? Damon. DJ? Have you heard of Jellystone National Park? <laughs> you idiot. Um, and you know what Hanna-Barbera is doing? They're laughing all where, the way. Uh, to uh, the credit union, actually. Oh, they like to be part okay. owner yeah. of the it's financial the community. Yeah. Um, okay, so was that both of your stories? Yeah, that's it. Okay. Joseph Kim, Re- while, we listened, while we listened to the At-At Walkers <laughs> attack the ice planet of Hoth, we just had to sit there and watch the people of Dante's Peak... Montana or wherever the fuck. Let me see if I can do a tie fighter a behind a wall. Ready? Gymnasium. <laughs> Still too loud, but just faint enough that you know what it is, and you're like, you would just look longingly at the wall. <laughs> <sighs> and then geology class. Um, Rocks for jocks. We're gonna watch Dante's Peak. We're gonna take a second. Why don't you watch it along with us? Why don't you watch? Why don't you watch it along with us? Why don't you watch? 
It's on, uh, well, it's on Xfinity right now. You can find it on Amazon. Um, I'm sure there's other places. iTunes, I think. Um, as of January 2018, at least. Uh, um, I think Wanchu Watch is my favorite of the original, original Jedi Council and Phantom Menace. Oh, Wanchu I thought it was... Watch. Isn't he the guy with the giant forehead, Wanchu mm-hmm. Watch? Wanchu Watch, He's good. I think yeah. this is his name. Yeah. yeah. Damon, when you're uh, fleeing for your life with some people you just met from a pyroclastic cloud. And children I'm pretty much taking under my wing. And you're thinking about your life. Mm-hmm. And you're thinking about the things that you spent your time on, spent your money on. Mm-hmm. Do you ever think, what if I sponsored a podcast through its Patreon page? I think I think that's what the, one of the first things that would go through your head. Is there a question here? Right. <laughs> uh, yes. Sure. Patreon.com slash your inner child is an idiot. You can sponsor the podcast. We'll read your name in an episode. We'll put your name in the credits. We'll uh, do all kinds of stuff. Sponsor the podcast. <laughs> that got gross. We'll <laughs> we'll do whatever. We'll make our bodies your playground. <laughs> anyway, Patreon.com slash your inner child is an idiot. Check it out. Sponsor the podcast. Help us uh, keep the lights on. It's a pyroclastic cloud. <laughs> It's a pyroclastic cloud. It's a pyroclastic cloud. It's a pyroclastic cloud. Ah, uh, ah, uh, uh, pyroclastic cloud. Or George Takai, accused sexual assaulter. Mm. Uh, uh, you know what? I don't want to do it. Mm-mm. But I will do this dead on Woody Allen. Nah. Nah. And we are back. Dante's Peak. Yeah. Or as I know it, Dante's Peak, parenthesis, 1997. Um, it's a pyroclastic cloud. Is that like a Captain Kirk type? Uh? It's a pyroclastic cloud. That was kind of Bob Dylan <laughs> yeah, slash got- Captain Kirk. <laughs> yeah, the pauses of Kirk. It's a mm-hmm. pyroclastic cloud. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that Minnesota nice tone of Bob Dylan. <laughs> oh, it's a pyroclastic cloud, don't you know? Oh, Robert Zimmerman, is that you? Uh, we The reason I'm obnoxiously saying that phrase over and over again, apparently we read in the IMDb trivia that... that Always factual. Pierce Brosnan practiced the line, it's a pyroclastic cloud, over and over again. Because in a mirror, like you would a in a romantic comedy. Because he knew that he had to deliver that line with gravitas, because it was <laughs> the emotional core of the movie. A line which I didn't actually hear, because I think we were talking over that part. Uh, a good sign for any movie. I imagine you're talking like over this, it. It's a pyroclastic cloud. Well, he would have said it with a British accent. But, yeah, while we all ignore that he's British in this one, I think. Well, it doesn't matter. It doesn't. He's but, uh he's not um 
English. He's. Uh, I feel like people in Hollywood and in New York think we, as America, run into English people a lot more than we actually do. Yeah, that's true. And like, we don't need to bring it up, right? And like, I live in Tennessee. Meeting a British person is like an event. It's like the highlight of my year. The one British person I run into in my my year. Well, especially like a small town. But in New York, they're like, yeah, we all know British people. They're all in, like, especially when the movie takes place in a small town. Yeah. That would be Yeah, like the a- British person in town. You know, every town has that British guy in it. Um. All right. Do you want to recap this oh. thing real quick? You want me to do it? No, you know what? DJ? What? One of my New Year's resolutions this year was to recap more movies. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, Allow Peak. me to be the first to give you the opportunity. Thank you so much. Except for last time. Uh, Dante's Peak, 1997, um, takes place in the town of... What was the name of the town? Dante's it's Peak. Really, oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Dante's Peak. Um, do we know what state it takes place in? Washington. It's a rocky... Oh, okay. Um, in Washington. I think. Mayor Lynn Rachel Waldo. Wando. Rachel Wando. Wando. Wando, yeah. Uh, played by Lyndall Ham. Lyndall Ham. Her stupid character name is messing you up. <laughs> Wando, that that does sound like a Star I've been Wars wandering <laughs> when you're going to have a better character name. Oh, take that, Linda Hamilton. Uh, she's the mayor of the town. Yes. Old Pierce Brosnan playing Dr. Dr. Harry Dalton. This is a name that gets repeated. <laughs> 467 times I counted. We should have counted. Hold on. Let me just recap the movie okay. real quick. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Harry Dalton is in from Portland to test seismographical what have you, um, <laughs> phenomena about the mountain in Dante's Peak, probably mm. also called Dante's Peak, in the movie Dante's Peak. Mm. Um, he does some tests, uh, checks out some rocks. Seems fine. Checks the pH levels in the water. All good to go. A little bit acidic, not going to lie. And then, of course, he sees two boiled bodies in the hot springs. Not, Starts become, not good. becoming concerned mm-hmm. about uh, the chance that Dante's beak will blow. He calls in reinforcements from the Seismographical Volcanologist Association of <laughs> Hephaestus. And uh, they tell him to, hey, man... I know you lost your girlfriend in the prologue of the movie. You, you, you be, skip that in the recap. Why don't you be cool for a minute? You want to mention that? Yeah, he lost his girlfriend in Jakarta during a volcano blast. It's Colombia. Uh, Jakarta, Colombia. You didn't let me finish. <laughs> uh, and uh, so they're like, hey, don't freak out the town. Be cool. They do some more tests. The volcano, while releasing some signs... Of restlessness, <laughs> restless mm-hmm. leg syndrome. Yeah. Uh, they decide that it's ultimately pretty stable, and they decide to pack up. But lo and behold, when they're packing up, Dante speaks. She starts clearing her throat. Mm-hmm. She pretty much destroys the whole town. Uh, I don't like talking about a thing as a possessive. It reminds me of like trying to talk about a Carl's Jr. It's very... <laughs> 
Weird. A Dante's Peaks. At least these words make sense together. So if I'm talking about Dante's Peaks slopes, do I apostrophize <laughs> both Dante's and Peaks? Dante's Peaks slopes. Dante's yeah, is, you'd have to ap- Dante's Peaks is slopes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Trees. Um, just take a handful of apostrophes and just, just kind of throw them in there. Like, like Jimmy's. I got Jimmy's. Um, anyway, he falls in love with the mayor. He falls in love with their kids. Lindy Hammy. And, uh, you know, they're the last people left in town, mm. at least alive. Mm. And uh, they hide out in a mine, get saved at the end. The town is destroyed, yes. but they're in love. So and that is Dante's Peak. That's about, that's about the size of it. In the meantime, my grandma gets her legs boiled off <laughs> and uh, a bunch of lava uh, you can. Did you know that you can drive over lava in just standard tires, and you're pretty good to drive. Keep driving, even though your tires caught on fire and melted. As long as there's a fine layer of ash all over the town, we also get to driving. see uh, for the first time that I, that I'm aware of some full frontal Brosnan tibia. Uh, <clears throat> because he breaks his arm at some point, and <clears throat> we have to look at it. Several, Several times. times. <laughs> um, that is one of my things in movies. That was a resonant frequency, everybody. <laughs> Whatever you just my, did with your... I'm usually pretty good with gore and viscera, but <sighs> it's bones sticking out. I don't, I don't know if it's like... Because it's. I feel like it's kind of a rare thing yeah. in movies. Yeah. Um, it just makes Although me Although it happens like, more in movies conscious. than in real life, I think. I mean, sure. it, I'm sure it happens. But I think about but. this this movie, I think about The Witches of Eastwick, which has a scene where a woman falls down the stairs, and <sighs> I don't think her leg breaks the skin, but you definitely see, like, something's not right in her leg. And she looks the almost to the camera and goes, I think I broke my leg. And I'm like, yeah, for realsies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that always, even in Harry Potter Two, Electric Boogaloo, where he breaks his arm from a rogue bludger, uh, it makes me uncomfortable because you can see his arm doesn't work right. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't like it. I think because breaking one's bones is something that we probably. I mean, if you haven't, I've never broken a bone. I, I haven't either. But I know several people around me have broken bones, yeah. and so it's I imagine it's something one that could happen to me at any moment yeah it absolutely could and because it's never happened to me i'm like that is the worst thing that could possibly happen <laughs> yeah um so bone it, I, I it makes me really uncomfortable in movies when bones pop out of the skin yeah <laughs> let's stop talking about it now um i guess we should just hit some hit some highlights and lowlights well, what did you like about the dj dj look at me <laughs> what do you like about the movie you know the uh, the special effects for damn the it, most that part. That was my thing. You knew what? that was my thing that I liked. <laughs> I'm sorry. God damn it! I'm allowed to like the I wrote same thing. Kind of good blamos. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. The the bigger the explosion in the movie, the better it did. Some of the there were some like green screen things that were like meh, but like most of the effects were practical effects. Like they actually blew models up and stuff. I did kind of like. I mean, disaster movies are kind of bullshit. But, I mean, there is part of me, and this might be going back to my geology class and, like, giving it too much credence, but it felt like there was, like, a scientific, like, someone looked into, hey, what, yeah. hey, what happens when volcanoes go kablooey? Right. Um, 
there was a little bit of knowledge, but there was also, I mean, I don't know how real that was. And any seismologist, please let me know. But um, there were several scenes of, you know, him t- testing the pH in the water. Yeah. Although I wish they would tell us what that fucking number meant. Right. I mean, they even have Linda Hamilton's character there who has no knowledge of, you know, volcanology. That He could have gone, hey, that's a pretty high acidic rate. 3.8? But to me, I'm looking at him like, 3.8, we're doing pretty good, huh? Seems um, good. Milk is what, four? <laughs> I have no idea. Um, milk is a base. Yeah, Basic. but it's neutral. Isn't four neutral? It's like... Seven's neutral. Water no. is seven. Oh, it's like one to 14? It's, yeah, I think it's zero oh, to 14. Okay, okay. okay. Um, See? <laughs> See? Look at all this knowledge. And that's the pH scale. <laughs> Welcome... Back to pH talk. All I remember is you had to like lick a little thing. Um, oh, the litmus test. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, of course, the litmus test. Yeah. That was a real, I don't know what for my youth. I guess I would say about this movie, it had enough science that I was. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I just got it because of the, because of the litmus test. We were talking about the, yeah, I get it now. No, I get, no, yeah. Milk is a base though. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> what about acidophilus? It has acid in, in the, the name. name. So that's water. Sweet acidophilus milk is water okay. because it's got acid in the base. Okay. So thus it just neutralizes okay. everything. Um, I feel like this movie had enough science where I was like, you know what? I'll go along with it. I'll play along with the, your tricks. I, the only exception, though, was the needlessly like dramatic, like, hey, your water smells like eggs. Where's the water supply? And they, like, run out to the water supply, and he's like, it stinks in here. And then he goes to Paul, who's the, like, sort of the doubting Thomas on the seismology His team boss. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, you wanted your fucking evidence? Check this out. And, like, pours him a big egg-colored glass of water. And he's like, and he's like my God. Yeah. And that's when I realized not nearly enough people in this movie wear glasses so to that when they off. say, my God... They can pull off. It's basically glasses. it's basically only Pierce Brosnan gets several of those shots though. He took all of the glasses. Did he ever take it? He does wear glasses. He doesn't do scenes. the like the the cheesiest like the my god and take them off. Well, what's or, the like, point of having reading glasses in a true. movie? Yeah, when you're as handsome as 1997. Because he looks like a Pierce scientist Brosnan. that way, <laughs> right? You're absolutely right. I know. Some uh, laboratories won't even fucking hire you unless you're nearsighted. Uh, no, they they did they did enough, and, and I agree. Like I'm the same way. Like I don't know if it was actually accurate. Again, we're huge in the seismologist community, volcanologist community. So if you guys would form an orderly queue into our hotline six one five five seven six zero five two five, call us. Let us know um, what your thoughts are on the accuracy of Dante's Peak. Um, but it, we're also being in the small town uh, Rocky Mountain Mayor. Uh, community so let us know Uh on that one as well cascade mountain no they did they did enough like kind of lip service to the science you know what i mean like they they made it sciencey enough that i was like that all seems to check out as far as i know so right that's good good enough for me and i just need enough of a ledge to like go out yeah i don't need you don't need to show your work dante's peak right i just need to know enough science terms to be thrown around to be like yeah someone did their homework i'll just trust you on this one good job yeah and they they kind of and I've heard this in the little bit of uh, superficial uh, science that I do know, like that, you know, predicting volcanoes is very hard. Otherwise, we would know 
every time. That- yeah, remember the other, like, I, what was it? I think it was before Conan left NBC, but uh, Mount St. Helens, they were like, yeah. she's about to go. Right. And then nothing happened. Must have yeah. been like 10 years ago. Yeah. Jesus Christ, I'm dying. I like that you related it to when Conan was Well, he to... had a he had a joke on his show. Oh, yeah. It was a like Gary St. Helens or something. Oh, he would just come yeah. out and he's like, he was just like really mad. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I associate it. I don't like register time by Conan O'Brien's career. Oh, yeah. That was probably about the monorail episode on The Simpsons. Yeah, yeah. I know when that happened. <laughs> uh... What else? What else did you like? Uh, let me get into the neutral area. Okay. <laughs> okay. I will say this. I don't usually, I don't like scary movies. Right. Your Honor, I don't like them. Um, and I tend to avoid them. Much to my boyfriend. I want to say my boyfriend's chagrin, but I think he actually likes that he can go to the movies with other people that are not me. Especially at Halloween time, because I'm like, I'm not going to go see you know, the witch or, you know, dear mommy or whatever. I'm not going to go see your fucking creepy movies, but what things that do bother me, like that freak me out. One bones sticking out of bodies as we already discussed, but two, usually mob scenes freak me out in movies like mob scenes in disaster movies or like post-apocalyptic movies freak me out because they seem like, um, Something that could actually happen. Mm, yeah. Like when chaos, like when the rules just like collapse and everyone's like, we're on our own, mostly because I have very low upper body strength. <laughs> so I know like if a mob breaks out, I'm like, I'm going to be the old man in that scene in Dante's Peak who falls to the floor and everyone's just like stepping, stepping on him. On and Pierce Brosnan has to get him and like, hey, everyone stop stepping on this fake gay guy. We've got to get out of here, but we have to leave it in an orderly fashion. And I'll be like, thanks, Pierce. And be like, but don't look at me. I don't know why Pierce Brosnan's such an asshole. <laughs> He's really mean in real life. Um, that being said, DJ, uh-huh. uh, the mob scenes in this movie were just sort of like, well, after a while, like that gym scene is kind of scary a little yeah, bit. Yeah, they're all gathered in, in the gym for an entire, the entire town is there. Before the, right before the mountain goes off, they gather yeah. everyone in the gymnasium to discuss an evacuation plan. Yeah. And then Cause it, it's after the sulfur water scene. Yeah. My God. Then it starts sulfur quaking water. and they all like rush for the exits. And, and that's when the guy gets trampled right. and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, but then after that scene, you sort of lose track of the townspeople and everyone's just in a car or just an extra blurry, right. like running in front of the camera. You don't really see people after that point. So it, the mob scenes sort of actually lose that element that actually kind of freaks me out in mob scenes where everyone's just like out and like, right. You know, it's, it's, it is very chaotic. Like cars are like cars, are like driving into, into the river and, and like shit's flying everywhere. And they're just like going the wrong way on the street. Please be careful cars. Uh, but this movie was kind of like blase on the mob scenes. Like it started out strong. And then like once everyone gets in your car, you don't see anyone's face. We don't like yeah. keep up with like other townspeople we've met. Like after that point, you don't really see anyone uh, on the city council that you've met. You don't really meet that old man who ran the hotel. Hello. Yeah. You don't keep up with a councilwoman busybody. No, um, we do. We do though. Uh, the only thing we know is that, um, the high, high talker, high talker and from Seinfeld. I think there's who one was another the, councilman 
and the businessman who is investing yeah. in the town, and then he's like, I'm a greedy capitalist. You got a volcano here? Well, I'm taking my money elsewhere. Yeah. And they get on an airplane. Or a helicopter. Nope, yeah. Helicopter. And yeah, Leonardo da Vinci would call it a helicopter. <laughs> uh, and... Uh, it, Ash it, gets sucked into its rivers yeah, and, and it immediately die. crashes right in front of our heroes. I like that scene because um, it's a disaster scene and it's like, you know, the, the rotors stop and they're like, Aah! yeah. but I like to imagine, you know, them on a quiet soundstage and the director going, is going, what? okay, the rotors have stopped. Yeah. Everyone looked freaked out because that's what their faces, they're like, Aah! yeah, <laughs> they were very uncomfortable. I do like that anytime you see a helicopter in a, uh, a disaster movie, you're like, well, that thing's going down at some point. Oh, yeah. Because that's the best, like, like directors that are do these kind of movies know they're like, at some point, I'm going to get to crash this fucker and it's going to be awesome. And it's going to crash right in front of Pierce Brosnan yeah. and then bounce up above him and he's going to narrowly miss. And the blades are going to be shooting all shoom, over shoom, the place. Um, yeah, we had, <laughs> that's the, yeah, I don't know what happened to Councilwoman Busybody. Lee Garlington. Yeah, so, she makes her appearance earlier in the movie, and basically she's just kind of like that's basically she's one entire- of the six thousand people that Harry Dalton gets introduced to in the first five minutes of yeah. the movie, and we learn and we hear his name four hundred times, right. and then we don't really see these people. Um, we kind of see them again a little bit. We see Councilwoman Busybody one another time. That's not her name. That's the name we came up with <laughs> because she's well, like because who's the- this? That's like her only line. It's very confusing setup at the very beginning of the movie when Pierce Brosnan arrives in town for some reason in order to investigate the mountain. Yeah. He needs to meet the mayor directly and then she needs to drive him up the mountain. Yeah. I don't know why because he arrived in a pretty sick ass Jeep. Yes. Um, Which we we all presumed uh, he got with his sweet insurance money. From his girlfriend dying in the prologue. Being hit with a rock through the ceiling or the roof of his original car. Right. Um, So he abandons his cool-ass car to hop in Mayor Wando's car. And in the process... Wando Calrissian. Please use her (laughs) full name. She, in the process of her driving him around, she keeps running into people. Not with her car. (laughs) But, like, coming across people she knows. uh, And one of them is Councilman Busybody. And we call her that because when she uh, sees her, she keeps looking over Pierce Brosnan over her sunglasses Mm -hmm. like a gossip would. uh, And that's when she earned her name. (laughs) Okay, so are we, are we still in neutral territory or what? I've got, oh no! If you want to start throwing shit at this movie, I'm not. I mean, if we're, if we're saving, my the negatives, only neutral thing was mob scenes, which were like, eh. I've got a few more positive things. Okay, um, all right. I heard the word uh, magmatic used, which I, <laughs> I is a word I'm going to try to find a way to to fit into my daily conversation more. I like that. Yeah. Luckily, you live in a very seismic zone, so yeah. you should be encountering magma. Middle at Tennessee a is basis. known for its magmatic. Real activity. Foot Lake. Where do the fuck think that came from? Mm-hmm. Um, we learned that um, that the uh, method of negging a woman really works. It's very important <laughs> to practice, and Pierce does Pierce does that uh, to uh, the mayor. They're in like they're clearly about to sort of finally romantically connect. The, Take it to Pound Town. Yeah, the vo- volcano hasn't erupted yet. He's about to leave town the next day. Or has it erupted? Wow, 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 wow. You know what I like about this? Premature ejaculation. Uh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like that you can, you know, make an analogy. 
with a volcano. Mm-hmm. And it works for both because you got uh, the eruption, which mm-hmm. could be uh, male. You've got ejaculate. a caldera, which uh, is a, you know, it's a yonic uh, image. You've yeah. got you mm-hmm. a very vaginal, you know, a pelvic mound, which right. would be a volcano. Mountains well. look like boobs, so. <laughs> The Grand Tetons, that sort of thing. Um, but they could also look like, you know, uh, misshapen testicles. Testicles? Which is what I call it when I write about my testicles. <laughs> <laughs> when I send a picture of my testicles to a lover. Mm-hmm. Oh, I sexted you with a picture of my, my testicles. testicles. Um and they're they're about to connect, and he and he says he hates he he says he hates her coffee, and then she falls madly in love with him. I guess. Which, by the way, she runs a coffee shop. She runs the only coffee shop in yeah. town, and, and we're we're told that she actually makes a great cup of coffee yeah. from Grant Heslov, character actor to the stars. Yeah, um, he loves her coffee. He's the coffee addict in the uh, Volcanology Group or whatever, um, and uh, he loves her coffee. So the fact that Pierce Brosnan hates her coffee is one a lie, yeah, and two, he's just trying to neg her to get her into the bed. Mission accomplished. Well, it would have been accomplished for that damn Mother volcano. Nature not chimed in. Um, Cock block of the century. I like his car snorkel. Yeah, that um, was nice. He's got this little. These thing. are the positive things you liked about the movie. Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. He's got this little like a. Uh, What's the opposite of nitpicking? <laughs> What's a positive version of nitpicking? That's some nice lighting. Some of these are just quotes from us that I like. So. <laughs> um, um, I, I was wondering the whole time, and you remembered that it came into play later, but I didn't because there's a weird attachment on his Jeep right. as he's running around. I'm like, what the fuck is that? And it's basically something that l- allows his engine it's to keep Chekhov's, running. It's Chekhov's snorkel. Yeah. <laughs> Chekhov's car snorkel. It's classic. It's just storytelling 101, obviously. Um, but yeah, when they go, he decides to ford the river with his Jeep Grand Cherokee. And they. Uh, you want to detach works. your oxen, mm-hmm. put them in the back of your Jeep. Yeah. Well, ask your Indian guide whether it's safe to ford the river. Well, you can't put the fox and the, and the hen on the same raft. <laughs> so it's this whole thing. Um, but then you have chicken food, so you mean you can only carry so much. We had a good run. There's there's a a fairly long sequence of scenes where Grandma refuses to come down from the mountain, even though the volcano is actively erupting, and so she hangs up on on um, the mayor and her kids that are calling and calling and trying to get her to come down. And uh, right. even Dr. Harry Dalton yeah. gets on the phone and she doesn't listen to him. And so they eventually decide the kids take the car while um, when the, uh, why did they leave the kids there by themselves? Uh, I'm so glad you asked. Um, did they go to have that meeting? I think they were at that the oh, meeting. Okay. They left the kids at the, that house yeah. and they went to go have the, the, the high school gymnasium. Okay. So I guess that's okay. Why don't they just take the... Anyway. Um, kids don't like to be at meetings. Yeah. So the the kids take the car, even though they're, what, like 12 and 8 or something, and they take yeah. the car up to to grandma's and gra- basically... They're definitely precocious, though. So, yes, I mean... that's true. That's almost the same as a driver's license. Basically, grandma costs... Almost costs everyone their life and does cost her her own life. Um, she is basically the reason that 
the whole action sequence of this movie happens because otherwise they would have just left. Right. They would have just gotten out of town and been safe. Yeah. We had a lot of uh, references to that about Gam Gam being an asshole. Gam Uh, Gam. Gam Gam don't be an asshole. Um, Gam Gam has the weirdest death scene I think I've ever seen. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad you brought it up because it's me and Joseph's favorite part of this movie. Uh, I didn't want to spoil it during the first half, but this is our favorite part. This was the part that I could bring up and send Joseph into a tizzy because it was so (laughs) fucking ridiculous. Do you want to describe this set piece from the get-go and and explain how it evolves? Okay, so they get to a point where they have to... So They're at Grandma's house. They're at Grandma's house. uh, So it's Grandma, the two kids, the mayor, and Dr. Harry Dalton. And uh, they get in a boat and go across a lake. Because the lava has started coming down the mountain. Yeah, and so they can't get on the road. They can't mm-hmm. escape that way. So they decide to go uh, across. And they, there's a boat right there. So it's a little motorboat. They're all in it. But the lake has turned acidic, like very acidic. So it's starting to eat the bottom of the boat. Eventually, uh, the boat, they're like kind of pulling their feet up because it's starting to come into the bottom of the boat. Um, and also, eventually, it like wears out their motor. So they don't have a motor anymore. And uh, um, Dr. Harry Dalton, uh, wraps his hand and starts using it as like kind of a paddle to get them going. And then eventually Gam Gam just fucking hops out of the boat when they're like they, 10 feet from the, from the dock. And making good, like they had a good velocity. He's got, going. even though uh, they did show that like his jacket has basically melted. So uh, uh-huh. they're not, we're not sure what, what his next move is going to be. And so Gam Gam hops out the boat. She, uh, grabs it and just starts dragging. Cause it's, it's, shallow enough she can just walk right. but she it's starts, acidic so she starts and she's just like ah! and she's dragging the boat to the dock like just she really dra- she successfully drags the yeah, boat she to does the dock. she gets uh to the dock doesn't get on the dock she keeps walking through the as- by the water. dock she run, walks alongside yeah. the dock so in acid yeah in her def- in her defense sort of although there's no way she could have known this the dock collapses like as she's like right next to it as the everybody else gets off of it mm-hmm. so maybe she knew that it couldn't support her weight or somehow i mean they do make that comment in the prologue about her prophetic visions <laughs> and, and her her experience making docks <laughs> in it can only with <laughs> withstand so much acid well it would never have more acid than this and that's the last shot of the prologue yeah Mm -hmm. um and then so she's still alive but she's just badly (laughs) badly burnt i'm I'm sorry i'm having a visceral memory of me and joseph screaming it's not the screen about why is she getting in the water it's not funny but it's kind of funny because what's Uh, so weird it's ridiculous I always remember it as like, oh, me and Joseph were just being dicks. Yeah. But watching it again is like, she jumps into the water, and the next shot, she's excessive. Like, the next second, the the boat is, like, coming to the dock. Yeah. And it's like, what was the point of all that? And then she's, like, walking <laughs> alongside the dock while her legs burn. Yeah. Um, well, I think we, we so established. So it's like, no, the- it was, like, within seconds they would have made it. Or at yeah. least the way it's cut yeah, makes it seem like within seconds they would have made it if she would just kept her fucking cool and sat tight for a minute, Gam Gam. Well, I think that's the, that's the point, is that we've realized Gam Gam's an idiot. Like, she... <laughs> she the greatest generation, my ass. <laughs> makes a lot of... Thank you for your service. She <laughs> makes a lot of bad decisions, but, uh, I, you know, I guess there's something, you know, there's something to be said for... 
people do make stupid decisions in these kind of situations sometimes. And what is that thing to be said for that? I don't know. Realism, I guess. The thing I would say is, if old people make dumb decisions, let them die. Wow. Cool. <laughs> cool. Cool. Um, my, uh, Lauren also said, Grandma deserves to die at some point. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. So there's more to it. Okay. So she's kind of lying, writhing on the ground, but she's still alive. So they're just, her legs are just, you know, functionally useless. So. So James Bond slings her over his shoulder and they're just like traipsing through the woods. And she's yeah. like, put me down, put me down, put me down, which is kind of like Bond carrying Eleanor Roosevelt through the woods of the Pacific Northwest. Why like the mighty Sasquatch? The only thing I don't understand is like, why are you? I mean, I know, like, I'm sure it's uncomfortable to be carrying this old woman, and have her yelling, put me down, put me down. But why are we listening to grandma ever again? Like, just keep on going. Don't put her down. You know she's in pain. This is an emergency situation. You're running away from lava. Why are we having a death scene right now? Yeah. You're, like, running away from magmatic activity. Lawrence had a good comment, which was, what what is the lava doing right now? Where is it? It We said it was on its mandatory union break. Lava gets two 15s and a 30-minute lunch break every eight hours worked. That's union rules. And then they did, uh, it did, when the activity starts to like pick up again, um, we decided that was Dante's Peak 2, Gam Gam's Revenge. You didn't hear it, but there was like the whistle that went <laughs> yeah. off. Back on, Lava! I was picturing the Flintstones. <laughs> <laughs> it, was just, it was actually a pterodactyl being pulled by the tail. I put, just so you know, that was, all those things were in my positive column. <laughs> <laughs> Not necessarily because I liked them, but because anyway, I was enjoying myself yes. while they were happening. Yes, exactly. I do want to say something about the prophetic soundtrack on this movie. Mm, uh, yes. There were several shots where we would get unsettled by shots of the mountain, and right. then we would cut back to uh, just Lyndall Hamilton and Pierce Brosnan walking on a bridge, having sort of a cute date, dun, dun, dun. or at least what the movie would have me believe to be a cute date. Yeah, there was almost. No chemistry between these two people. Um, but yeah. the shot of the mountain would make you go, oh, mountain. I know that there's a mountain that plays into this plot of this movie. Uh, but I think I started to learn as the movie went on, like, no, 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 no. You don't have to worry about the mountain unless the soundtrack tells you by going, Wah. Right, yeah. Nothing's going to happen until you've had at least 30 to 120 seconds of ominous scoring. You got to wait for the bassoon. If there's no bassoon, yeah. you can, <laughs> you're fine. You're fine. You can go make yourself a sandwich. Is that a bassoon? No, that's an oboe. I always go th- get those yeah. confused. This is fine. The bassoon is the grandfather in Peter and the wolf, but the oboe is the duck. So if you think ducks, go make yourself a sandwich. Okay. So this is a movie, right? Someone just wrote I think this. So. Yeah. It's Someone, not a documentary. It's not a documentary. These aren't based on real... It's I not mean, biblical text. They may be somewhat influenced by real people, but they're not, you know, this is not based on real life. Why would you name two different characters who share <laughs> several scenes, Terry and Harry, and not only just, like, have them... It's not like Star Wars, where it's like, you see in the credits, that guy's name was Blap Blue Bleakendorf. It was... They are actively yelling each other's names at each right. other, and I'm like, why does he keep saying... Terry. Oh, he's saying Terry. Who's right. Terry? Oh, that's that guy. Why are Terry and Harry fucking hanging out together? Terry. I know in real life that happens, but that's stupid. Right. Uh, 
Terry is the uh, <laughs> Philip Seymour Hoffman stand-in. The yes. Philip Seymour Hoffman in Twister stand-in. Right. Um, and Harry, of course, is Dr. Harry Dalton. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Comma, volcanologist. Um, and I they think are, VD is the... They're sending... <laughs> volcano doctor. Right. Um, they're sending a... Uh, I would call it a drone these days, what with all the geopolitical goings on. Um, But uh, it's just like a robot with legs that they're Mm -hmm. sending into the caldera of the mountain. Um, Yeah, just to like take measurements and. And it's just them, just Terry and Harry. Yeah. And uh, Terry, he's a bit of a ne'er do well. He's a bit of a bad boy. Mm -hmm. He's probably, he's the Donnie Wahlberg of the group. (laughs) Right. And he decides to uh, go into the, the, the cone of the mountain or whatever and uh go fix this robot that's malfunctioning it's like and he unhooks his carabiner yeah not having it any butch lesbian would tell you never to do never do that you'll lose your keys (laughs) (laughs) and uh he uh so eventually there's like a minor earthquake that sends all these styrofoam rocks piling (laughs) on top of him and so that that means that the the scene then delves into uh Pierce Brosnan's character, Harry, screaming down to this other guy's name, Terry, Terry. back and forth. And then Terry screaming back to Pierce Brosnan's character, Harry. So it's just like, but they're also Terry, Harry. You've also got this Terry people back at the at the headquarters with on the radio being like, oh, God, Terry's hurt. Harry, can you get to I'm like, (laughs) what the you created this problem? Carrie. Call Mary and see if she can get Larry down here. Larry, Jerry's stuck with Barry in the quarry. You know, like, what the hell's going on? Why are we doing this? I'm starting to think that this movie wasn't well written. That, I think, might be true. So. Your turn. I'm running out. I only had six bullet points to begin with. Are you and saying? One of, and one of my bullet points was just a cube that I drew on my notes. <laughs> Oh, uh, that's a very good 3D rendering. It's nice. See, the backside is in shadow. That's oh, how you know it's a three-dimensional okay. thing. Uh, one of the things I liked about this movie is that it falls as it falls into the standard disaster movie trope where Pierce Brosnan, we know just having seen disaster movies before, is right. right. Also, having seen the trailer to the movie, right. we know that they're not going to make a volcano movie where the volcano doesn't erupt. Right. Unlike what I would like to do. Yeah, un- unlike your uh, Blacklist screenplay. <laughs> My weird plan just <laughs> so chaos in a theater. Um, so we know that Harry is right in the end. Right. Not Terry, but Harry. Right. Um, Larry? He's on the Not fence. so much, yeah. Uh, but the movie... Uh, does sort of make a successful case for like, hey, Harry, why don't you fucking calm down for a minute? Right. Uh, Because the signs of an imminent eruption, as listed in the beginning (laughs) of the movie, are birds flying. Yes. Squirrels dying. But squirrels being boiled by acid water. We don't see them. We just see them dead. They're clearly scalded. And, of course, hot people die being boiled alive. Yes, right. Um, but aside from that, we see these two lovers in the hot springs, and these birds, this big flock of birds flies away. And they're like, oh, man, <sighs> probably some big animal scared them. And I'm like, yeah. 
I mean, I don't know if I would pay that much attention to a flock of birds flying away if human beings are nearby. Right. But they act like, oh, my God. Don't Don't worry about about it, honey. (laughs) It's just birds flying. (laughs) Uh, We also learned that sulfuric water is a sign that a volcano is about to go off, which, if that is true, my Boy Scout camp was on top of an active (laughs) volcano. Because that water tasted like shit. Yeah. Um, I don't know. He, Harry does seem to be like, we know, like, there is like a conflict of my mind of like, I know he's right in the end. Right. But Paul, his supervisor is like, makes a valid case of like, we're going to send a robot down. We're going to check the temperature of this thing. We're going to stay here for a week. He even, like, says, I'm going to stay here for two more days, and he stays a week longer than he even planned. Yeah. Like, it's hard for me to, like, actually go, wow, that guy's the real mayor of Amity Island over here, a real jackass who's just wanting to get tourism back to Dante's Peak, Washington. Um, And there's a lot of, like, scenes where Harry, Dr. Harry Dalton, comma, VD, um, is like, oh, yeah, we, I'd hate to ruin business here, huh, huh, Paul? Yeah. And I'm like, quit being a dick. Like, yeah. I feel like they've given you plenty of leeway. You're the one who called a city council meeting like five minutes after you landed in this goddamn town. I he's think- seen it before, man. He's, see- he's seen things. Marion. Marion. He DJ. also literally says, I've always been better at figuring out volcanoes than people in politics. Oh. Except for in an accent. Oh. But I couldn't tell if he was trying to hide his accent or if he wasn't trying to hide his accent. I don't know. I don't know. We don't really get into where he's from. I mean, even though he lives in Portland, it doesn't say, like, he grew up in Portland or anything, like, obviously. They're just not addressing it one way or another. It's definitely not, like, Dick Van Dyke in Mary Poppins territory or Jean-Claude Van Damme as Sergeant Guile territory. Yeah. It's like, this guy's obviously French playing an American (laughs) general. Um, or whatever the fuck rank. Don't don't at me. I just feel like this movie really wants me to hate Paul. And also it yeah. follows the Jaws rules of like, anyone who doubted us will be killed we'll, by the shark yeah. and or volcano. And Paul gets killed in kind of like a semi-dramatic way, but also he's given a Wilhelm scream in the yeah, end. And it's yeah. like, wait, was I supposed to laugh a little bit when he died? Yeah. Um so it feels like the the it felt like the need like we gotta punish these people, but I'm like, these people made fine points, even though they were wrong in the end. Yeah. It seemed like they were on the side of being cautious and the movie still wants to punish them. Yeah, it's yeah, I that's true. They did kind of like I guess I didn't get that from Paul's death scene. I didn't get like the like we're like rooting for it or anything. I don't mean that, but like I feel like in disaster movies, anyone who doubted that the disaster was going to happen, have to die, yeah. they have to die in some way. As some sort of not that we're rooting for it as an audience, but like just as like a retribution from the story. Yeah, like they just that's that's the end result, so they have to pay for not accepting what the our lead person right like, yeah i have I more but most of them are not important so i'm just going to get to the to the big ones and then forget the rest because they're not important um you, you forgot to mention your favorite character which oh, no. is nancy. sassy smart ass scientist <laughs> nancy 
So there's a, a, a group of scientists, uh, and they all get a little bit of, you can tell they're supposed to like have a little bit of camaraderie, kind of like the twister thing where you've got Paul like a, is the cautious one. Yeah. Grant Heslov, Oscar nominated writer, uh, <laughs> is the coffee addict. <laughs> we, we Googled him because we're uh, like, what's that guy been in recently? And then, um, the guy, the uh, the guy from uh, Lady Killers. Yeah, uh, he's sort of the. He doesn't really know. Have a he doesn't have a personality. He didn't get much. To see. He has like four lines, and then we got Nancy, who's the only uh, female of the bunch that like uh, gets these one liners, and they're all stupid. And she's at least in this not a good actress either. So it is not delivered. She's given well. like she's pl- supposed to be playing this sassy character and. She yeah. doesn't really deliver her lines in a very, like, convincing way. Yeah. So she's, she's the one who's like, yeah, just like Pompeii or something like that. And you're like, <laughs> yeah, okay. It's just. Doesn't she get some other sarcastic line? Yeah. She gets a few. We'll have to, we'll have to consult your Dr. Nancy poster and see <laughs> what they were. But uh, the other thing, and this is, this is a big thing. Um, Pierce Brosnan is. I find him generally pretty charming. Like he's not like one of my favorite actors or anything, but like uh, he was okay. I'm not a big James Bond guy, but like he was all right in those uh, such yeah. as they are. He was he, symmetrical and he, he was, held a gun. He was good in uh, Mrs. Doubtfire, as far as I remember, <laughs> as the kind of smarmy uh, guy. But uh, yeah, he like is he always this kind of he was his. I don't know if he was like playing a character that was just really. I mean, he's supposed to be kind of. Steely, but he's also supposed to be Remington really... Steely. Yes, thank you. <laughs> um, he's supposed to be like kind of charming with the kids, and like he has no chemistry with Linda Hamilton. He does these like little magic tricks for the kids, which are okay, I guess. I mean, they're they're cute kid tricks. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I feel like uh, he. Didn't exactly ooze charisma. In this I want to question. Role. I don't want to. I'm not here to cut you off the ankles. Yeah, but I want to question the premise of your initials that he's charming at all. That he's charming. At I all. think that is valid. I think perhaps that's where I think my charmed state is maybe misplaced. I think you're giving him the British. You're overcorrecting for his Britishness. That's quite possible. He might be the only British person I've ever encountered that I am not charmed by. Well, now that we were just listing he all the movies. He seems kind of bland. Um, now that we were just listing all the movies that that uh, I was talking about, I haven't seen any of them since like 2001. <laughs> so right. perhaps it's time for a, a Pierce Fest. I think of the only, I've only seen Goldeneye of his uh, James Bond movies. And I mean, he is in Mrs. Doubtfire. I can definitely tell you He's he there. is. On the cast list. Yeah. But uh, my memories of that movie are, one, I mean, almost everyone gets overshadowed by uh, Robin Williams in drag. Um, right. Dressed as Queen Elizabeth or whatever the fuck he was and doing. And just absolutely feasting on the scenery everywhere <laughs> around him at all times. But, I mean, you said he was smarmy in that, but I don't even know if he's supposed to be that in the movie. Yeah, I guess I know that. Robin Williams' character in that thinks of him as that I way, think but. that Pierce Brosnan is, one, handsome. Yes. Two. Oh, yes. British. Definitely, three, yes. TBD. Okay. Like, there, I, yeah. I don't think he is, I don't think he's a bad actor by any means. I think he says lines like a human being might say those lines. Sure. And he's not bad in this. Like, he's not, like, 
But he definitely seems like he, there are a few scenes where he's like, do you want to be here? Yeah, yeah. Pierce Brosnan? It was a bad day. And Pierce Brosnan, don't get me wrong. If you don't want to be here, I get it. (laughs) (laughs) You and me both, brother. (laughs) Also, can't do push-ups for shit. Oh, yeah. Even I, and I am, as I said earlier, so you know that this is true, I have no upper body strength. (laughs) And I know that those push-ups were shit, mate. Those are shit. He's just sort of like moving his head really fast. You know what those those were? Shush-ups. Push-ups. Okay. It's time to go to the verdict. Let's do it. make you go first what's your verdict on this one it's fine your inner child is not an idiot if you like really like this uh i think it's Did got anyone enough really like this no one's having like nostalgic fits for this one or anything <laughs> like that no one's like going crazy being like nostalgic fits i'm imagining like foam coming from like, the mouth. oh it's it's january we gotta watch dante speak again mom dad gather around the hearth we're watching dante speak i feel and maybe this is just in my mind but this movie is most famous for coming out the same year as volcano oh to me yeah and you know what volcano is most famous for coming out the same year as dante, dante speak. speak yeah um but it's fine. Like I was like, even though I kind of know vaguely remembered what happened, like it's like suspenseful. Like the the action scene, the the set pieces are are good. Like the action sequences are good. The the effects are mostly good. The acting is fine. There's nothing. There's no even the kids, which you know are, they're not like knocking it out of the park. But they they that girl been lost. at first I thought was like this girl's gonna get on my fucking nerves. Yeah. But then it was fine. They don't have that many lines, honestly, so it's fine. Especially once Grandma dies. Yeah. They're pretty distraught. They're pretty destroyed. They'll never forget this moment as long as they live. They'll probably close their eyes and always see their grandma dying from acid They've wounds. seen this this, uh, <laughs> this weekend. This weekend. They've seen three dead three bodies. Three dead bodies. Boiled alive. They seem to bounce back pretty well from the, from the <laughs> first two They love two magic. They love magic yeah. tricks. I don't know. What do you think? Uh, I'm sort of on the same page. Uh, it's hard for me to judge this movie too harshly because... You judged it so harshly for so long? <laughs> because me and Joseph took it to the cleaners the first time around. You guys were absolutely right about Grandma's death sequence. Oh, it's infuriating! Gam Gam's death sequence is ridiculous. Um, but... Uh, it's I what I want to say is like I feel like this is a movie where and not to get too philosophical but I feel like Let's this is it. a Let's type of movie that we're sort of losing in what this day and age oh um, what with where the computers we have, well, well well we have um, like really m- mega budget movies and these sort of medium level budget movies I feel like are starting this isn't like a giant blockbuster movie and it's not like yeah. a big budget movie I wouldn't think. It's not like a volcano attacked Los Angeles. Right. It attacked a small town in Washington. Yeah. So I feel like it wasn't trying to be like the biggest movie of the year. And so it's hard for me to go, wow, you really screwed the pooch, Dante speak. <laughs> um, but I feel like if you catch this on a Saturday afternoon, not a Saturday evening, no. but a Saturday afternoon. Get out of the house, man. Um, yeah. Watch Dante speak. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. 
But if it was, if it, if it's, it's fine. Se- if plus. it's seven thirty and you're still watching it, <laughs> I would have some questions. Well, you know, seven o'clock maybe. Modern seven thirty. That's that's my line. I'll tell you what. If it's seven thirty, modern technology. Pause it. Finish it on Sunday afternoon. It's fine. Ooh, that's nice. Just wake up. You're a little bit hungover. Yeah. Have some ice cream. I don't know why. And uh, you know, just watch that the uh, the end of Dante speak. Um, what do you guys think? Why don't you call us? 615-576-0525. Leave us a message, and uh, if we like it, we'll play it on the old show that we got here. You can email us, yourinnerchildisanidia at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at Y-I-C-I-A-I. And you can find us on Facebook. Just put your idiot in the little thing. You can find us on iTunes and Stitcher and Overcast and all that good stuff. We want to thank our patrons, including... Well, I'd like to thank Joshua Nicholson, Karen Kurd, Larissa Maestro, Dan McIntyre, Ghost in the Burbs, Ms. in the Burbs, uh, and Jonathan Day. If you'd like to uh, become a sponsor like them, you can support us at patreon.com slash child is an idiot. And uh, thanks for listening, everybody. It's been just a great time just sliding down a lava mountain, you know? Just jumping into an acid lake, helping my grandchildren over to the dock that's only one foot away. Just having a magmatic experience here. <laughs> it's a pyroclastic cloud of It's fun. a pyroclastic cloud. It's a pyroclastic cloud. <laughs> it's a pyroclastic cloud.